people don't realize in 2023, you're going to have, they, they've lived high on the hog, so to speak, in 21 <laughs> and in 22. I mean, you didn't have to, you could just throw a line out and catch a fish. <laughs> In 2023, you got to realize you are going to have to literally double your contacts, your appointments, your dials, your networking, all of that than what you did the last two years. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Elevate. Guys, I am happy to share with you my conversation today with an agent that I just recently recently met, and uh, it's Donald Barber from KW. Donald, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Man, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you're uh, going to spend a few minutes uh, talking about a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm going to get to in just a second. But before we even get there, share with us who is Donald and uh, how'd you get into the crazy, uh, the crazy industry of real estate sales? Well, uh, it it is quite the journey. Um, back in the early to mid 90s, I was actually coming out of high school going into real estate got a two-year degree with a in business management specializing in real estate. And that, at that same time, I started coaching year-round swimming for a team up in Virginia. Oh. And some parents said, man, you're so great with the kids. Have you ever considered education? <laughs> and about that time, uh, the market in that area wasn't doing so hot. Long story short, on that end, I never fully went into uh, real estate. estate. I didn't know that. And then I took about an 18 year detour with education, <laughs> became a teacher. And trust me, I was that kid growing up that always had uh, what they call the seat of honor, yeah. uh, the teacher's yeah. desk, the one that the class clown usually got sat at. And yeah. That was me. <laughs> so when I became a teacher and some of my former teachers saw that I'd become a teacher, their first words were, I'm so glad you turned out okay. <laughs> and, and so, um, so yeah, uh, my wife had a great opportunity here in 2014 with GE to move and, and uh, they, you know, they were very generous uh, with the offer and everything. So I decided, hey, we're moving middle of the school year. And uh, at that point, I was becoming a little bit, uh, I guess, disappointed in the politics of, of education. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't do another 15 years of this. Yeah. And so I, uh, I dove, I think my second week here in Greenville, I was at the Wide Institute for Real Estate. And then by January 2015, I was joining up with uh, Keller Williams Greenville Upstate. Oh, that's cool. So you've been with KW then the entire time you've been in Greenville. Exactly. Yeah, that's I, very cool. I, I love their, it, you know, I, I just love the education that they offer. And I love the culture piece um, that they offer as well. And as I interviewed other companies at that time, uh, you know, I just felt like Keller Williams was this a, is a my home fit. Yeah, yes, exactly. Home. Yes. That's awesome. You and I, we share a lot in common. I mean, I, I, I've talked about it before. I was a teacher myself. I taught for 10 years. So I didn't teach for quite as long as you did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it would have been fascinating to, to have taught for just a little while longer before moving out. But, um, you know, I think one of the interesting things about that, though, is that 
the skills that you learned being a teacher, oh, yeah. you know, the skills you learned, uh, everything from patience, working with people, coming, you know, getting to coming to their level, coming to where they're at mm -hmm. and then helping them get across the finish line. Like those are probably a ton of skills that I'm sure you use as an agent every single day. Is that, do you, do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah. I, I used to joke with people that, you know, my, my associate's degree and my and then I got my master's degree in instructional technology at, at Virginia Tech. And um, I always joke, I'm like, and now I use neither degree. But, <laughs> but in a roundabout way, I still do because, like you just said, yeah, um, you're learning how to reach out to people, kind of meet in the middle sometimes. From the technology standpoint, it's helped me a lot with uh, social media sure. and everything. So there and, and communicating through different social media type platforms. Um, that was all out of that master's degree hmm. or part of it. It wasn't all fun and games. <laughs> uh, trust me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I still use those degrees, yet it's technically not in the field that it was geared towards. Yeah, that's, man, it's, it's so interesting. And then the other thing, you know, when I think of Donald Barber, the other thing I always think about is building community. Then that is something that you're incredible at. Yeah. And again, I think probably your time spent in the public education system reinforced some of those concepts. You know, you, yeah. you understood the importance of, of, you know, knowing who your neighbors are and you understood the importance of supporting one another and you understood the importance of pulling together people for a common cause. And that's that you've really excelled at. You were telling me earlier when you walked in that one of the things that you really love talking about is is your network is your net worth, mm -hmm. right? Speak yeah. to that for for a little while. I'm curious to see because this is not something I, I see you on social media all the time. Yeah. You definitely walk the walk. Yeah, yeah. But you and I just haven't got a chance to really talk about this. So where does that come from for you, and 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 how does it play out in your in your everyday life? So as you know, real estate is very much a feast or famine <laughs> yeah. type industry. There is a reason that. The there's 70% out by year one and just over 80% by the end of year two because they don't have systems in place. For me, brand new to this area, knowing less than five people, I had to get out and network. Yeah. I had to go to events. I had to build communities. Uh, one of the first things that I got uh, involved with was to uh, learn that Virginia Tech had a huge alumni chapter here because a lot of engineers are coming here for engineering jobs yeah and my wife is one of many of them yeah so i developed you know i was on the board um the chapter board for uh, a time with them uh running their social media and communication type stuff hey we got an event coming up on this date and um and then i started um doing other communities and some of these were built out of the pandemic the world had shut down you know in april and in may of 2020 mm. so i started building um food trucks of greenville evolved from that which has really exploded i i've spent months having food trucks come to my neighborhood because most of the restaurants were shut down or takeout only so i would bring in a food truck and I'd say, hey, can I shoot pictures? You mind if I shoot pictures or interview you or do some video with my camera phone? Yeah. And so I spent several months building content and then September of that year, I rolled it out and it just took off. 
And so uh, that has been a great way for food truck fruit trucks to say, hey, we'll be at these events on certain days or or this place. And it and on the other side, it allows the community to uh, we're up over 10,000 people now as part of that page. They say, hey, we're having an event. Our PTA is doing an event at our school on this date who can come and serve. And then that led into also Greenville Bourbon and Whiskey Society, which we just did an event last night. Uh, that sounds like my kind of group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the Greenville uh, Backyard Barbecue Club. And so we have several events with each of those throughout the year. So I took things that interest me, food trucks, uh, barbecue, and uh, and the whole bourbon whiskey piece. And, of course, Virginia Tech, I love my Hokies. And although I didn't create that page, the Virginia Tech page, yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of the admins on it. So, you know, I, I just want to build communities around that. And people naturally see, hey, this guy is really doing a lot for us and, and this group. He must be a he must be a really good realtor, too, if he's working as hard on that end as he's doing this end. So it, it's all about just building those communities. Man, there's so much to unpack here. There's so much to talk about. Because yeah. I think that there's there's so much value in what you're saying. First, how many agents have you ever heard that just kind of throws up their hands and they're like, well, I don't know what meetings to go to. I don't know where people are, right? Yes. You said to yourself, you know, instead of like trying to find other things to go do, which you certainly can, I'm not oh, saying yeah, that that's yeah. a bad thing. You certainly can because they're out there. Yeah. You just said, what interests me? Yeah. What do I like? Yeah. And then how do I want to spend my time, right? What are the things that yeah. I enjoy doing? And then you went to Facebook, you created a free group, right? Yeah, free, yeah. 100% free. 100% free. 100% free. <laughs> 100% free. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and some of these groups are really taken off where there's yeah. a lot of people that's there seeing your name, the law of familiar, familiar, let me see if I can say this right, familiarity, right? Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good to yeah, me, yeah, the yeah. law of familiarity. So they keep seeing the name Donald Barber popping up over and over and over. Mm-hmm providing uh, really some valuable knowledge, providing viable connections for people, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're on there and you're saying, hey, I can do this. You follow through, that builds trust with people, yeah, yeah. right? So I, I wanna sit here for a second. I really wanna talk about this because I think, I think that this is of massive value. I, we both, uh, I think, agree mm-hmm. that uh, networking is, one of the invaluable ways to generate leads, yeah, yeah. right? Invaluable. I mean, that's that should be a part of a balanced approach when you're doing lead generation. You created your own groups that I'm sure at the beginning started with just a few people. Yeah. My first question here is, how did you get over the hump? I think a lot of people, when they start a group, they're like, well, nobody's in the group. Yeah. How'd you get over the hump? How'd you start getting people in that group? How'd you start building those groups out? And how'd you get it to the point where you felt like it's actually benefiting your business? Yeah. You know, those three pages, um, uh, the food trucks, the bourbon and the barbecue, I, I started out inviting friends yet. I guess people would type it in and it would come up, next thing you know, it was coming up as a page suggestion. I I really thought at the max, I would have six to 700 people in each of those groups. Yeah. Never would I believe that 1,800 would be in, in uh, the bourbon one, 10,000 10, in the food trucks. The barbecue is in that six to 700 range, um, but it's, uh, 
you know, it it's just naturally just progressed into that. Uh, our Virginia Tech group, I think, has four to five hundred hmm. uh, people in that of local Virginia Tech Hokies in in the upstate. So um, we do game watches and and other events. That's um, so smart, man. So, so it's. Um, I, when I heard Gary Keller on stage last year say your network is your net worth, and I I don't believe he coined that phrase yet. That was the first time I said it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to create a class around that. Hmm. I was like, I, that whole light bulb went off, and and so I've built about an hour and a half. I mean, I can shorten it or, or lengthen it, but it's roughly an, an hour and a half class that I've taught a few times. Um, I'm from Roanoke, Virginia, and I still go back there to visit my mom. So I've actually worked out with a Keller Williams office uh, market center up in Roanoke uh, to teach that class for them while I'm in town visiting my mom. So that's awesome. it's a great way to build referrals yeah. from agents because there's a lot of people from that area moving down this way that's right. as well. So, that's right. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm open to teach because it's not just – it works in so many areas. It's not just real estate based class. I mean, anybody that's a small business owner, yeah. especially, yeah. this class is for them. And so if people ask me to come out and teach it, I'll I'll teach it. So well, that's cool. Well, I want you to share your contact information at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Facebook groups, I think what's so interesting about that. So this is a principle I've just recently learned. And, you know, I think I, I want to speak on this with you for just a few minutes. How many times do you see real estate agents on social media where they will they will kind of post a very generic kind of either maybe a house that they're going and visiting or touring or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, hey, if you you know, if you're interested in buying or selling, I want to help you reach out anytime. You see that a lot. Right. Oftentimes, though, with social media, the majority of the content that an agent posts tends to be revolving around, you know, what they do for a living. Yeah. And not who they are. Yes. And I think what is fascinating about your approach is that you're like, no, 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 let me let me talk about who I am. Let mm -hmm. me talk about what my interests are, right? Yeah. And you not only just started posting about it like mm -hmm. on Instagram or TikTok or on, on Facebook, but you developed Facebook groups and you developed community around mm -hmm. the interests that you yeah. have. And I think what's fascinating is that I've, I've recently learned that generally speaking, about 60% of the content that an agent posts should be about who they are. Yeah, yeah. 60. Yeah. That's six out of every 10 videos that you post mm -hmm. should be talking about the things that you like, right? Yeah. The things that interest you, the things that you, the hobbies, the interests. Yeah. You know, what, what do you spend your time doing as a human being? Yes. That's how you pull people to you, right? Yeah. Not talking about what you do, but talking about who you are. Yeah. And you're in these groups and you're like, hey guys, so listen, there's like three things I love in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Hokies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love the Hokies. I love food trucks. And I love, uh, general. I, I'm assuming that you're kind of a, a food connoisseur a little bit, right? Yeah, like yeah, you just yeah. enjoy food and eating. So do I, backyard yeah. barbecues. And then uh, bourbon. Like yeah. uh, those are the things that you love. And you create a community around those topics. People get in those groups because they also like those things, yeah. right? They're also interested in those things. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, I love the Hokies. Donald loves the Hokies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we got an instant connection. That's right. Do you know how much more of a warm lead that is yeah. than if you're sitting there cold calling somebody or whatever? Yeah. That's an instant connection. It's something that you guys can sit down and talk about. Have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. Um, 
I, I took a class one time at, at one of the Keller Williams events. I think it was in um, Dallas, Texas. Uh, a, a lady said, take people on a journey. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that. But she she also said, what are the three to five things that make you up that you want people to know about you? And you just nailed that. If you go to my Instagram page, it is going to say Christian. It's going to say husband uh, and father. It's going to say um bourbon and barbecue so you know and just my profile the the like four or five bullet points that make up donald barber yeah um and in terms of the journey um you know february of last year i I spent months and weeks having just enormously bad headaches i was having tightness in my jaw i'm sorry all kinds of numbness um went to the doctor and uh, and I was 184 over 29 blood pressure. Wow. And there, he basically is like, dude, you're you've spent all these months on the verge of a stroke. Wow. So after meeting with him, along with two or three other specialists who all told me the same thing, you are going to die if you don't change your life. That woke me up. I've, I've since lost almost 70 pounds. And so I've taken people on this journey the past year of me that has led to, I can't tell you how many like private messages I've gotten. Of course, they want to know, hey, what am I doing? And this, but they, they want to know, hey, you've inspired me to get to, to do my own thing. That's awesome. And so that has meant so much to me that, you know, because I never want to use it as like a braggadocious, sure. hey, look at me, look sure. at me. I'm, I'm hoping that it leads to someone else making a choice to better themselves in, in some way. So. Was that hard for you to share? Was was it hard for you to, 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 to start talking about those things on social media? It was. Um, I, I think it's more of making sure because there's there's so many people that, that fall into that making it all about them. Yes. And like you mentioned the real estate, how people don't get to know them because sometimes they're take they're too busy taking pictures of the BMW emblem on their steering wheel or <laughs> or or their their car strategically shows up and so they they spend so much time with the fluff um of of hey this this to me represents success i've got the highest dollar this or that and and yet they're they're not or or they post about a closing they had and it's all about them i negotiated this and i did that and it's like that's your job (laughs) that is your job right and so you know if you're going to post about a closing make it about your buyer's or seller's journey yeah. where where are they coming from where are they going to next um why did they need to come here or, or whatever so make it about your if you're going to post about closings and and this make it about them not not i saved them five thousand dollars right and, and <laughs> you know so that's your job you, you some things go without saying. Just yeah. do your job. I love that, man. That's so well said. Have you ever seen the Simic? Uh, there's a there's a, a speaker. His name's Simon Sinek. He he uh, wrote a book called "It Starts with Why." Have you ever have you ever seen his TED talk? Uh, 
Um, yes, and he's also spoken. I've also been to uh, Keller Williams' event where he's. Uh, I'm trying to remember which event. Oh, fascinating! Uh, yes, yeah. uh, so I've never seen him live. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. He talks, and 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 this is for anybody listening to this. He there's a TED talk uh, that he did, and and it's basically around this concept that everybody knows what you do, right? Mm-hmm. That's like extremely surface level stuff, right? When when you say, I'm a real estate agent. Okay, I know what you do. I know what you do. You help people buy and sell real estate, right? Yeah. That's the outermost light layer of the, of the onion. On the inside of that is how you do it. Yeah. Everybody knows what you do. Fewer people know how you do it, right? Like fewer people know the mechanics of being a real estate agent. People, yeah. Fewer people know about the real estate industry and fewer people know about how you actually navigate a deal, cl- yeah, yeah, getting yeah. a deal to close or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. But the smallest part, which is the thing that no business, you, no, I'm not gonna say no, most businesses, um, most entrepreneurs, most agents don't talk about is why, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that should be communicated f- first and foremost. Yeah. Like, why do you do what you do? Yeah. That's, that's the layer that everybody's interested in. Yeah, yeah. People don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it, mm-hmm. right? And so getting into that inner level inner layer of the onion and sharing more about that than, than the what you're doing, although documenting your everyday life, do that for sure. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But to your point, speaking more to why you do and why you love doing what you do is going to resonate more with people, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. than, than anything else. So I think the way you, the way you position that was so well said, I want to go back to an earlier thing you also mentioned, talking about the Facebook groups again, there was a few that you didn't create yourself. Mm-hmm. But you went and you became an admin of, mm-hmm. which I think is a, that's such a smart strategy, yeah, right? Yeah. How, how did you become an admin? How, what does that process look like? Because there's probably a great group that already has a lot of people in it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're wanting to fast track your way to, to building that, that law of familiarity, yeah. if you want to fast track that, find a group that's big, that has a sim, that, that you're really interested in, a yeah. topic that you really do like, and yeah, that you yeah. really can speak to. Yeah. And just work to become a moderator and admin. Can you just kind of speak to that? How'd that happen? Uh, with the Virginia Tech group, you know, it was getting involved with the board and all. And probably for them saying, I'm not going to post dopey stuff, you know, <laughs> to, on, on that page. Um, with the uh, um, Take My Neighborhood Facebook page um, that, that we have. Um, I didn't create that page yet. The person that did create it, um, she saw me posting a lot and nice. all. And so uh, it led to to me. And in the meantime, they moved to another state. So they kind of needed someone to take on that role. So, gotcha. Um, I did two years on the HOA board there. <laughs> I don't recommend that to anybody <laughs> out there. My one, wife has a little experience with that too. One year as the president, vice president, and then president. Yet the good thing is, is that the neighbors, once again, they see that you have a genuine commitment to your small community there of, I think it's 76 homes. Yeah. And, and you're committed to, and of course I'm the, the guy that brings in the food trucks uh, I think we're going to end up having 10, 10 or 11 food trucks cool. this year. So um, they're all about to get postcards with the the lineup for the first half of the year. Yeah. And um, it, it all comes back to contributing and being genuine and not coming across as someone that's going to cause controversy. I love in, that. In any way. I love um, that. So... 
Um, and, go ahead. And showing and showing that you are a man of service, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, and and this is not something I necessarily heard somewhere, but I want you to is this accurate? Being a real estate agent is the service. It's a part of the service industry. Would mm -hmm. you say that? Like, As, it, oh, without a doubt. Okay, okay. To me, my biggest thing is like when I was part of the J. Michael Manley team, they had their own photography, or they still do. Yet I went to him in 2017 and I said, look, I want to create a watered down version of a diners, drive ins, and dives type place where we show. I said, can I use your camera people? your photographer to shoot video once a month and pick a business and do a five to 10 minute video. Yeah. And, and so in January of 2018, we start, you see a lot of agents now doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm the creator. <laughs> I'm not saying that. We'll yet. say it. We'll say it right here, Donald. Yeah, you coming were the man. out of the pandemic, especially in the past year, you're seeing because a lot of agents are seeing, especially with the emergence of TikTok um, and, and with YouTube and subscribers and all that, they're seeing the power of reels and videos. Yeah. So it's become, um, some people started to do what I was doing, but after a few months they'd fade out because they always tell people I'm in it for the long haul. If I interview you about your, your business, I don't expect you next month to use me as your realtor. Sure. You might, you, when you decide to move a year later, you may use me and you may not. And that's okay either way. Right. Um, I, I've, have I gotten plenty of business off of those past interviews? Absolutely. Have, have there been some that used another realtor? Yes. And guess what? I was okay with that either way because it's about where you're coming from. It's not, hey, I'm scratching your back. Can you scratch my back when mm. when when you're ready to move? Mm. So it's nothing like that. And uh, so those have been very successful throughout the years. And um, what I think I think some uh, a core tenant there is that it's the idea that as an agent, if you always look first to serve mm -hmm. and expect nothing in return. Yes, that's actually one here at Crossgate. It's one of our eight core values. I'm about to onboard a new, a new, a new employee today, and that's one of the things that we talk about is when you when you come onto the team, you look first to serve and you expect nothing in return. Yeah. And when you consistently do that every day, then good things happen. Yeah, yeah. That's always been the case in my life. That's the reason we're doing this podcast, right? Just trying yeah. to help people and and to spend a little bit of time serving and trying to trying to give somebody a little bit of a boost from all the things that I've learned in in my in my in my history and interviewing you guys who's been doing, yeah, yeah. Who's doing incredible things in the community, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And the, the irony is I would go to a lot of these businesses and say, hey, do you mind, you know, 30 minutes of your time while we film you and do an interview? But what was their first question? What, mm. What's the catch? Yeah. We live in a world. Right. They And I would say there is no catch. Right. It's free. I, the the cost is whatever time it takes us to film it. Right. And then you're free to share it on your social media for free. We're not going to ask you to buy this interview right. down the road. Right. So that was the hardest hurdle uh, initially because people are like, 
right. We live in a people world. People are skeptical. Yeah, we live in a world where people are expecting something in return. And my response would be like, you know what? Down the road, if you go to move and you consider me as your realtor, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's fine, too. Hmm. And that's where we left it. So, so well said, Donald. So, so well yeah. said. Let me ask you this. You know, uh, in the position that you're in, you help a lot of newer agents who are starting, hmm. uh, starting out. What's probably the one... Uh, what's the one piece of advice that you would have for a newer agent? This is maybe their first year in the business. Um, I want to I want to talk just a little bit about the market and like what's going on right now and some of the things that are happening. But what's probably a piece of uh, what's probably a piece of advice that you would have for an agent? So you need to you need to get a system in place, a system to get your contacts into whatever CRM or database. With Keller Williams, we do have a free one called Command. Mm. It's something that I am learning myself because I've just recently gone back to being an independent agent. So mm. I'm using their their command. And so the great thing about Keller Williams in this command system is that they have spent the last three or four years tracking all the agents that use command. And they have found that if you have at least 201 uh, contacts in your database and you're staying connected with them, which is important, then they have a graph of the average agent is making 120 thousand a year because that's the first thing agents you ask a new agent hey what do you want to make in real estate they always throw out the number 100,000 yeah it's never 75 it's <laughs> never 200,000 right. it's always 100,000 well if you want to hit it get 201 plus people in your database stay in contact with them one to two times a quarter come from contribution network and you're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take some time to nurture this mm -hmm. stuff. Yes. Um, because everybody thinks that we live in a 30-minute HGTV uh, TV show where things get wrapped up in, in 30 minutes from looking at the home to mm -hmm. closing on the home. And um, so people get wrapped up in that. And it's like, no, make your – people don't realize in 2023 you're going to have – they, they've lived high on the hog, so to speak, in 21 <laughs> and in 22. I mean, you didn't have to. You could just throw a line out and catch a fish. In 2023, you got to realize you are going to have to literally double your contacts, your appointments, your dials, your networking, all of that than what you did the last two years. You're going to have to get back to doing open houses. Hmm. We didn't do open houses much for for two years because things were gone before the open house could even happen. Right. Um, so it, it's all about telling them, you know, you, you've got to grind it out and hustle. And it starts with creating the database, staying in touch with the database I, come from contribution. I think I, I think that's I, I think that's so so well said. And I think one of the interesting things is for a lot of, and this is honestly for any business owner, but uh, a lot, particularly for real estate agents, um, it's really just working backwards, working the math backwards, right? Mm -hmm. You analyze, okay, how much do I want to make in a year? 
okay, so what's going to be the average that I'm going to make off yeah. each transaction? Yeah. So then it's like, well, okay, well then how many how many top of funnel prospects do I need to pull in? Yeah. Right. And then how many people do I need to have in my database? Like you said, that I'm following up with on a consistent basis. And if you work yourself backwards, you're going to end up hitting that goal, or at least you're far more likely yeah. to hit that goal than if you just were to say, well, let me go out there today and try to do this thing. Right. Yeah. I think that that's an, a really fascinating way of, of, of looking at it. Yeah. Um, and I think that works really, really well. Let me ask you about the nurturing for a second, because I think this is something that is a struggle for a lot of agents. Oh, yeah. Right. And. I would say for a lot of agents, probably one of the biggest challenges they have to actually getting to that 100K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? They might have enough contacts to put in the database, but they're not really doing what they should with them from yeah. there. Yeah. So talk to me, what does that look like for you? Like, uh, what have you found to be the most effective? How do you like to, to stay in contact and to nurture those prospects? So, you know, you've got to educate the public, especially now because people see, so put out videos on, hmm. Um, why is it a good time to buy or sell now when interest rates over doubled last year? Right. People that are sitting on two and three percent that they refinanced or or got a deal on when they bought the home, you know, a year, year and a half ago. Why why is it important for them to turn around and sell or buy now? And so you have to make them understand that hey, number one, you can still get top dollar for your home. Hmm. Number two, you're not in multiple off, you're not overpaying for a home by five to 50,000 uh, in multiple offers and stressing out. You got time to see homes. That's right. You know, what happens if we wake up tomorrow morning and rates, boom, drop back down to 3%, what's gonna happen? We're, we're going to get be back in the mess that we were where people are so afraid to list their home because they're afraid of being homeless and not finding their next home. Hmm. So it's like this. If you if you are a homeowner right now, it's great to be able to go out and find your home and list your home and get and have have the opportunity now. Hey. The seller on your next home, they may cover your closing cost. Mm. They may do uh, buy a percentage point off the interest rate. They may do a two-one buy down. There's all kinds of what they call mortgage hacks out there. Um, and and in the meantime, get top dollar for your own home. Yet they all are focused on that six percent or whatever the rate is. That you know, and. Uh, we forget how the world was pre 2020. <laughs> I mean, they we forget that interest rates were in the fours and the fives. And yes, I mean, people will tell you stories of being in at eighteen percent. So, you know, it's like we forgot how the world was five years ago. And and it's rem and oh, by the way, if we're alive when threes and twos ever happen again. It's going to be a miracle. I mean, yeah, they, sure. they have pretty much said, even if we see fours, it's it's going to be something special. So people think that you well, know, working maybe in the summer it'll be back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, that's I, yeah. So to pull back, and I think that was really, really well defined. I think what's so wise about the approach you're taking here is that you're looking at a new chapter in real estate, the chapter that we're now in, mm -hmm. not the chapter that we were two years ago, but the chapter that we're now in. And you're looking around and you're saying, okay, so what's the silver lining here? 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, so this is a different time. Let's evaluate what's happening in the market. Let's evaluate what's going on. Yeah. Where's the silver lining here? Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the message that you take into uh, to your to your prospects. Yeah, I think that that's so wise, right? Yeah, it's not that you're shifting. It, it's just where we are right now. Like this yeah. is what the market is, but here is where you can take advantage of things. Yeah, and this is how you could take advantage of things. And then getting out there, like you said, and educating. How do you do that? How do you do the education part? Is it emails? Do you do like a? Is there some kind of sequence? Nurture so sequence yeah, yeah. One thing I'm building out right now is to do a monthly. Uh, market video that I'll be able to send out that, you know, and attach a YouTube link or, cool. or whatever. And so, you know, call it market in a minute, you know, basically cool. Another way is to reach out to that seller you closed with or, or that buyer you closed with three, four years ago, share, share with them the comparables that, that there are another way is you one thing i learned in california just two weeks ago um you know gary keller was saying how and he was showing news headlines from the new york post and and other you know well well educated type (laughs) newspapers about you know basically the crash 2008 and yet he shows a graph of and 2023 is projected to be the highest volume hmm. in the history of real estate. Now, notice I didn't say units sold because we still have inventory because of what I told you about people, the two to three percent right. people. Yet it's still when you hold it up to 21 and 22. Yeah, it does look like it's up, but. You know, being third place in, in volume in the history of real estate, come on now. That's right. That's <laughs> it's, right. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, giving Michael Jordan a hard time because he finished second place. Uh, and, and although I think he always won the, the title uh, when the Bulls were in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Yet. It's like you're, you're, he's had an awful year because he, he, his Bulls finished as the second best team <laughs> right. in the NBA. And it's like our, our, our world is just so kind of jaded like that. Yeah. And I think to be just super honest with you, I think that's the biggest challenge for new agents is they don't have the time. Yeah. They, they don't have a perspective. They haven't yeah. had enough time in it yet to have real perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, you know, for agents who's been in it, you said eight years, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, you've lived the world of real estate before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And you understand it's all okay. It's going to yeah, be yeah. okay. We're still in a better place than we were four and five years ago yeah, because yeah. you were in business four and five years ago. And yeah. you understand that and you can see those trends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the interesting things I heard on um, on, on uh, Gary's podcast with him and Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about you know looking at the historical like seven to ten year data, right? Yeah, and which is exactly what he was showing you guys. It sounds like, yes. like looking at that seven to ten year data and understanding what's going on and making sure that you're looking at things in perspective, yes. right? And I think that's so valuable. And and I and I do feel for agents who are just getting started out because we are shifting. I mean, there's a lot of agents, and I push back on this, please, if it's if it's not true. But I do think there's a lot of agents who in the past couple of years was looking around. They were like, man, I see all these agents making easy money. And so they think I can make easy money and yeah. I don't have to work a full time job. And, yeah, yeah. you know, and like that's kind of the mentality that they enter into the industry with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then they get everything. The market changes a little bit. We're now in a more normalized area than yeah, we yeah. were. Right. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're feeling like they might've made a wrong choice going into real estate and that's not the case at all. Yeah. Right. And you definitely have to have some sort of savings because you may go three to six months your first year and not see a paycheck and you gotta, you gotta be okay with that. Yeah. Well, I'm not okay yet. You gotta keep plugging away and not giving up yeah. with that. Um, and so you you do need some savings because just to get into real estate between your schooling, your GGAR dues, your your uh, MLS dues, your brokerage dues, uh, what you got to pay to LLR and and all this other stuff. I mean, there's an investment coming out of the gate yeah. before you've even made a dollar. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, there there is a bit of a of a grind, and so people. Let's say you keep your part-time job or you keep your full-time job and you're you're using real estate as a side gig. Hmm. You know, are people going to associate uh, there was once an agent that used to be a a bartender at a at a popular restaurant in town while she was also a realtor and while it was good for her business to make connections and all, she finally realized a lot of people weren't using her because they related her more to, hey, th- this is my bartender. Interesting. That so is she really a successful agent, agent if she's yeah. here, you know, bartending? Yeah. So you gotta watch if you want. So people that are doing a lot of let's call them side hustles, mm-hmm. you know, or a lot of odd jobs here and there, you gotta be careful of how you are perceived because if if you're perceived with uh, you know, do be in more of the bartender or or what other line of work you're choosing to do, or or an Uber driver, yeah. whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those. You know, people aren't going to th- say, "Well, they'll they'll be a good realtor for me too." They they won't associate that. So you gotta kind of kind of be careful with that. Perception is reality. Yeah. Boom. Perception is reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something my wife and I talk about a lot. I mean, you know, perception is reality. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, So we talked a little bit about the market. You talked a little bit about kind of how you're speaking to the market and and educating people, Mm -hmm. which I think is is so important. This has been amazing. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, As we're kind of wrapping up, as we're coming to the end here, I know that you've got, going back to that network is your net worth and and building community, you've got a couple of things that that you're doing right now and that's coming up. Share with us what's going on in in the world of Donald Barber. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, last night we just did a, um, the Greenville Bourbon and Whiskey Society held an event at um, Bullwinkle's Tavern, just down Woodruff Road here. And uh, please support them in the heart of Five Forks. They're kind of hidden behind Cocoa Bowls and Sidewall Pizza there. So uh, definitely check them out. Uh, They brought in a uh, Storytime Distillery to do some pours and to talk about Storytime Distillery. Yet the meat and potatoes and the heart of the event was uh, raising money for Greenville Shriners Hospital. So that... My dad was a Shriner before he passed away back in the 70s up in Roanoke, Virginia. So he was a Kazim Shriner. Um, I never fully understood the importance of Shriners, though, until I had a daughter years later, long after he had passed away, 
who would end up part of why we moved here was to be closer. She has a rare genetic disorder known as cerebellar hypoplasia. Hmm. And at that time, less than 100 people have been diagnosed in, in the country. So it's treated much like cerebral palsy where there was damage to the brain. So it's affected her speech. She has gone from crawling for many years to the point where uh, she eventually graduated to walkers and now she uses arm crutches. But Shriners has provided a lot of therapies, equipment. May 8th, she's going in for a huge surgery. That's going to be about a three to five month recovery process. Mm. So Shriners means the world to me and our family because we see what they do and we see the miracles. I'm trying not to tear up here. Um, we see the miracles that have happened with her throughout the years. And um, so I've used a few of my events to raise money for the hospital. Uh, back in November, I had a barbecue, combined the barbecue and the bourbon clubs. With a total for the turkey trot, we raised, I think, right around $8,000. Those two groups alone did probably around twelve to $1,500. Wow, of congratulations. Last night, they ramped it up a little bit more. Uh, we I did the totals just this morning, and we raised uh, $1,870. Very and, cool. Uh, not $18, $1,800, yeah. $70. And it was all through selling $10 raffle tickets. And people, I donated a few items, but there were 20, I think 28 items donated. People were donating uh, uh, bottles of bourbon from their personal collection. People, uh, four aces off of Pelham Road, uh, 1885 Tap Room, uh, Bullwinkles themselves, uh, Hoppin Greenville and downtown Greenville. Those are examples of small businesses that said, hey, here's a gift card mm. uh, or here's a flight that we'll donate. Um, and then at everybody else were, were uh, people donating like swag and like I said, the bottles. Um, local artist uh, Hoover, Hoover uh, he does a lot of recycled, uh, let's say you have a bourbon bottle that you want to turn into a lamp or, oh, or that's a cigar cool. holder that's or cool. something. He, he does great artwork with glass and bottles. So he donated a couple pieces of artwork. Um, so he, he, he did an amazing Blanton's uh, lamp bottle and donated a Blanton's uh, painting very or a cool. copy of a painting. And so the, those are just a few examples of the goodness that came from people. You know, I was hoping to get maybe 12 things to raffle off and raise about $400. And yet we, we like doubled the, do over doubled the donation and, and raffle items. And then we like quadrupled the what we brought in donation wise wow so that you know i i want to do that at least twice a year and uh, and so uh i, I want to do that through just other events and other avenues as well so yeah that's uh the networking piece kind of just falls into place on top of that yet yeah, it's it's there to create a, a community of good and come from contribution that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't understand 
what the Shriners do and the contribution that they make to people's lives, like you and your family. Best of yeah. luck with your daughter and her surgery that's coming up. I'll be thinking about you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you said you got a, another event coming up soon? Yeah, uh, April 20th, we'll be doing Bobby's Barbecue. So if you join the uh, Greenville uh, Backyard Barbecue Club, that's where the Evite information will be on that. So, uh, so we typically have anywhere from 15 to 30 people at, at the barbecue events. We just did one at Lewis Barbecue. Um, I guess it was in January sometime. Very so, cool. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to go right after this recording. After we stop recording, I'm going to go sign up for every one of those Facebook groups, man, because you and I you and I could be brothers. I, yeah, love, yeah, I yeah. love food. I love bourbon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and I want to encourage everybody to go uh, and check that out, too, especially if you're an agent. Just for, for no other reason, to just see how, how Donald does it. You yeah, know, like, yeah. how, how does he how does he participate in the group and how does he show up for the people every day to encourage his again building that network is your net worth idea yeah um, i think is really viable donald if anybody has any questions about anything if um or if they're looking to maybe try to contribute somehow to the awesome things that you're doing with the shriners and all the other events that you have going on how can they reach out how can they find you um i'm i'm on a number of platforms under that greenville agent so cool. my site is that greenville uh instagram and facebook that greenville agent uh, TikTok, uh, that Greenville agent. I never thought I would be a 51-year-old doing TikTok videos. Uh, Are you dancing? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I, I'm probably getting there. YouTube, that Greenville agent. And um, I don't really Twitter anymore, so I gotcha. won't even bother. So thatgreenvilleagent.com, yes. Uh, Donald, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you were here and you were sharing your experience with us, man. Because, again, I think that there's a lot of opportunity in the industry um, if people kind of buckle down a little bit and understand some of the principles that you that you talked about here, yeah, um, yeah. which is build community, yeah. build community, serve first, build community, uh, and good things will come. Exactly. I mean, that's if if you're going in with fakeness of any kind, you will get sniffed out in yeah. a heartbeat, <laughs> and so and that's what some people do. They're like, wow, why am I not getting? You got to be in for the long haul and you got to just add, keep adding value to others or, or else you're you're going to sink. I love that. I love that. And especially if you're an agent and you're like, well, I don't know everything. Well, you don't need to know everything. Yeah. Just be a good person. You'd be really surprised just being a good person, how much business will come your way yeah, yeah. just because people want to do business with other people who are good people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really is as simple as that. Yeah. Thanks, Donald. I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, hopefully you were able to pull a couple of pieces, a couple of nuggets. I know that I did. There were some things in here that I learned. Uh, and the more agents that I talked to, like Donald, who has found a success, who has found success building a uh, thriving business in the real estate industry, the more I'm convinced that you can too. You just have to sit down, buckle up, and, uh, and get to work. Guys, I hope you have an amazing day. Go out there and crush it. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, this was really helpful to you in your journey of building a business. If you like what you heard, please click subscribe and go to iTunes and give us a rating. That helps us out tremendously when we're producing, hopefully, content of huge value to you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and I hope that you have an amazing week. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you soon.